Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Coaching Matters Podcast brought to you by Fundraising University and Brian Kane Peak Performance. Coaching Matters is a nonprofit foundation whose primary purpose is to help coaches, athletes, and activities directors succeed in their programs, schools, and communities. Fundraising University works to help you raise the most amount of money in the least amount of time with the least amount of interference to support coaches and activities directors in enhancing the student experience and life skill development that is a critical component of our educational systems. Brian Kane, one of the world's leading mental performance coaches, works to educate, empower, and energize you to be your best through his 10 pillars of mental performance mastery systems. Together, each week, we bring you interviews, question and answer sessions, and group coaching around mastering mental performance, creating elite culture, and developing the leadership skills you need to succeed. And now, this week's Coaching Matters podcast. And let's rock and roll. Let's dominate the day. Super excited here for today's Coaching Matters call on hyper optimization with my friend Matt Morse. I first met Matt back when he was a baseball player at the University of Alabama, Birmingham. And he's a guy who uh, I remember uh, one day, I think it was his freshman year, I was there and he said, Hey, Kaner, can I bring it to the airport? And that started at a, an amazing friendship and, and the guy who I lean on a lot for some business strategy. He's the co-author of a book with me called Mental Conditioning for Baseball. He's also uh, the co-author of Mental Game VIP and Leadership VIP. He's the CEO of Kaifect, a digital media and branding agency in Nashville, Tennessee, and one of the brightest young minds in all of branding and also mental performance. So he's going to be able to combine those two things here, I think, for coaches and for you today as a business owner. He's going to share practical strategies that you can use to hyper-optimize both your physical and digital environments so that your brand as a business owner and your program as a coach can stand out in a world of distraction. Matt works with competitive entrepreneurs to build businesses, multiply profits, and maximize impact. And as a business coach of mine, he did help me to 10x my business. So I'm super excited to share him with you today as an opportunity for you to help grow your business. And through the process of hyper-optimization combined with injecting creative and strategic actions into your businesses, Matt has helped people all over the world to accomplish astonishing levels of growth and productivity. So I'd say fasten your seatbelts because in this fast paced 30 minute presentation, and we'll be able to go into question and answer with Matt afterwards, you will discover actionable strategies. I think that's the difference between Matt Morse is he helps you go from theory to practice to mastery with actionable strategies that coaches and entrepreneurs can implement immediately to hyper-optimize their physical and digital environments for maximum productivity and performance today. Matt Morse, thanks for joining us on the Coaching Matters podcast, brother. Thanks, Brian. That, uh, if that doesn't get you fired up, I don't know what will, but it uh, looks like we've got somebody sharing the screen. Yeah, there. good. Let me one second here. Let me work on that. You know, every day, never know who can share, host only, good. dominate the day. Matt Morse, you got it. Good. good. Um, yeah, Brian, awesome. Uh, great to, to connect and, and be with this engaged group here, and I look forward to sharing. Hopefully, this is super uh, interactive back and forth. Can't wait for the Q and a at the end. I'm going to share some very, uh, simple yet effective things that are, um, helping me and, and benefiting me as a, as a human, whether it's in business or in my, with my family or elsewhere that I think are applicable to you in whatever walk of life, uh, that you're in. So I'm excited to share this. And, um, to start, I wanted to provide some context as to why are we talking about one hyper optimization and, environment, which is maybe a little bit different than some of the stuff that you guys have talked about. Um, so as a sixth grade football player growing up in the Chicago suburbs, I needed to get bigger and stronger and um, start lifting weights. And, uh, I, you know, the, the reality of the situation was that the weight room wasn't a, a very nice, the, the gym wasn't very nice. And um, a new football coach came in when I was in sixth grade, renovated the whole thing, flipped the facilities 
And all of a sudden, I just loved working out and I love being there. And it just clicked with me. So the question is, you know, was it the weight room? Maybe it, uh, the weight room produced a different mindset. But then fast forward to college, as Brian mentioned, I was playing college baseball at UAB, uh, which didn't have the, the greatest of facilities. Um, in, in all honesty, my first few years there, uh, I struggled. And then moving forward into my fourth year, which um, was my redshirt junior season, the Birmingham Barons built a new stadium in downtown Birmingham, which is one of the nicest baseball stadiums that uh, I've ever seen. And we had our, the opportunity to play our home games there. My performance improved dramatically. It was almost like I was two different players. Now, was it my work with Brian and on my mental game? Probably some of that. Um, but did the stadium have an impact is the question. So then after college, I graduate and go pursue my entrepreneurial endeavors. And uh, it just did not like getting up early. So I love, but I love being up in the morning and I felt more productive when I beat the sun up. Maybe that's how you feel too, maybe not. But it was a few small shifts that I made in manipulating the environment that I'll share with you today that really changed things to where I loved getting up. I looked forward to being in that environment that I created. So all of that to say is I became more and more aware of how environments impact our performance. And, and maybe it's, you know, I just needed to be tougher and, and be stronger than the circumstances, or maybe we should retitle this facilities matter. Um, but, but, but the reality is as a coach, as a business leader, the environments that you create for yourself and for your teams matter. And sometimes I think it's overlooked. And I've seen this become more and more prevalent in the clients that I work with in business who are uh, mostly creative entrepreneurs who you know, do a lot of different things. And sometimes um, their productivity lags. And often it's just you know, redirecting them back to, hey, being cognizant of this can make a really big difference, uh, whether it's your home office, the office that you're going to. Um, or, or maybe it's the office that you have at school with the students and the athletes that you work with. So my intent for this today is to, to deliver to, is simple, to deliver you one thing that you'll take action on by the end of the day. Uh, I'll share a bunch of different laundry list of different effective strategies that I think work. Um, but the only real changes that I've ever experienced in my life or in my business have been a result of specific actions that I've taken based on information that I've obtained or lessons that I've learned. Nothing has changed without action. So if we just talk about this and, and become more aware of it, that's great, but nothing's going to change without action. So I'm going to make this, as Brian alluded to, as, as actionable and as applicable as it could be. Why should you listen to me on this particular topic? Um, primarily because I've, I've obsessed over this for the last seven, eight years since I've gotten out of school and how to maximize my performance because I want to have uh, the lifestyle that I want to have. I want to build the businesses that I want to build. I want to have the impact that I want to have. And most importantly, I want to be present for my family in the environments that I create for my family to have memorable experiences while we're here. So um, for seven years, I have tested and tried, you know, just about anything that you could think of and um, tried to distill that down to today. What is working for me? What do I feel is beneficial? What do I feel is effective? And really nothing that's not effective or practical for you to implement that I'm going to talk about. Uh, again, you may not hear anything you haven't heard before, uh, but common sense isn't always common practice. And it seems like we often have to learn that the hard way. So maybe just bringing some of this stuff top of mind for you uh, can make a difference. Before I jump in, if you work from home, comment the word home in the chat. If you work from school, uh, type the word school. Uh, if you go to an office, write the word office. I'm just curious as to where, when you're going to execute the mission, where are you going to? And while you type that in there, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen for you to follow along. Also, at the end of this, I'm going to put a link in the chat that has the notes from everything that I talk about. So if you'd rather just engage here, everything I talk about will be in a bullet list that I will give you the link to download when we finish up here today. Uh, let me check the chat here. We got office, office, home, school, school, home on a boat. Pretty good, diverse group here. Awesome. So today is how to hyper-optimize your environment for maximum daily performance. At the end of the day, no one really cares about hyper-optimization. No one really cares about environment. They care about maximum performance on the field, in the office, or at work. So that is the desired outcome here is to increase or to maximize your daily performance by way of hyper-optimization. So hyper-optimization is kind of like the unique mechanism. And how this applies in business is different than how it applies in school or with your family. But hyper-optimization is the unique mechanism of how this is different or better than what you might find or see anywhere else. So by definition, the word hyper is high beyond excessive or above normal. 
so this is not optimized. Um, optimization alone is obviously great. The difference here is that it's a, a higher level of awareness and attention to detail to the, the things that other people might consider to be, uh, you know, little things or minutia that they don't pay attention to, or they just kind of go through the motions with. And I believe to give ourselves the best chance and truly maximize performance, there's got to be a high beyond excessive or above normal commitment to those types of things. Optimization is the action of making the best or most effective use of a situation or resource. So all of this hyper-optimization is applicable. Different types of hyper-optimizing um, can be done inside of a business, inside of like I mentioned, today we're drilling down into environment, but the overarching concept in a nutshell is because I know we only have about 30 minutes here. I'm going to try to deliver this to you as concisely as possible, although we could go on for hours, is there's uh, optimal function is kind of the pursuit here as a, if we're referring back to human performance, at least for me, it's really easy to get into over-function mode. For others, it's easy to get into under-function mode. And sometimes I hear um, you know, overwhelm and stress can actually lead to underfunction more so than overfunction because it can kind of paralyze us, the whole, the old uh, paralysis by analysis type equation. So what we're really after here in any um, type of optimization is optimal functioning so that you got healthy rhythms in any type of life. The other uh, visual here is more applicable to a business, but maybe for you, this, this will resonate because what I often see is too many business owners are trying to multiply, multiply, multiply before they hyper-optimize, therefore magnifying inefficiencies. So the sequence of this is critical. Uh, and, and I'm sure there's some analogies for you and your school or your team as well. Uh, but hyper-optimization needs to be a focus early on so that you're not trying to magnify or multiply things that are not efficient or are not optimized. So for environment, we're going to break this into physical and digital. Um, Physical environment, primarily referring to your office and where you work out of. Some of these things may be applicable outside of that, but for the sake of really drilling down, uh, try to make this as actionable as possible. I'm going to share with you things that I've used in my home office. I've never actually worked in an office. I've worked out of a home office since day, since day zero. And um, that, you know, it's good and bad. It presents its challenges. Certainly, there's also a lot of benefits that come with it. But the context that I'm sharing you with is mostly experiences based on me working out of my home office. Digital environment is when we get into a screen, a computer, a tablet, a phone, and being um, efficient with that as well. So before I continue, if that makes sense, comment one in the chat, just so I know that I've got you and that you're tracking along, hyper-optimizing our physical and digital environments. Cool, all right, here we go. So physical environment, I like to break this down by senses. Um, and that is what we see, what we hear, what we smell, what we feel, and what we taste. So there's a number of different ways and, and theories that I've seen this taught. But the simplest to me, again, as you might um, see from this, is, is simplicity to me is key for being able to move into action efficiently. Complexity gets in the way, and we can talk about it a number of different ways, and we can look at the science of it. But at the end of the day, to me, it's all about optimizing our sensory functioning by way of looking at each of these areas. So I'm gonna go deeper into the C component here today, just because visually we can, we can uh, conceptualize some of this with the visuals. But this is really, again, not common, not, it's not rocket science, it's a lot of common sense, but it's again, raising awareness to these things. First is lighting. So the way that your environment is lit, whether it's you have windows and there's daylight, one of the actionable um, tools that I'll share with you today is the Philips Hue lighting. And again, the, the sheet that I share with you at the end will have all the links to all these things. I'm not an affiliate for anything. It, it doesn't make any difference to me if you buy any of it. It's just what I've bought. And it's the, it's the few, the, the one to 5% of things that I've bought that I feel so strongly about that I would recommend. So Philips Hue lighting is essentially these, um, they, they have bulbs, they have bars, there's all different types of lighting. And when it comes to environment and manipulating an environment and a culture and at your school, um, it's actually a little thing that I think can go a long way. And um, it's also good for, uh, you know, having. So when I, when I started with this, I had I got one of them and I put it around the TV to put some ambiance into the room. And then someone as a gift gave me like the four set of bulbs so that the whole room was set up with Philips Hue, to which I was like, OK, cool. And then I installed them and I was like, wow, this is actually this can make a big difference just from an energetic standpoint, being able to go to bright white or if you're reading they have all different types of preset settings on there. And um, so in my home office, it's all now Philips Hue lighting. There's a lot of different brands. 
that are out there that accomplish a similar thing. The nice thing about Philips Hue is it uh, connects to an app on your phone that you can automate and um, you can put the different timing on there. So at, you know, at 4 a.m. every day, my lights are coming up at 5 a.m. it's changing. And so it helps me to segment my day and know that I'm moving from you know, one deep work block to another to use a Brian Kane term here, um, and that it's time to rest or to fuel or to shut it down. The lights are automatically shutting off. So there's little things like that um, that I found to be actually hugely beneficial. And while they're not necessarily cheap, I think they are a good investment. The second thing um, that you see is words. And, and I uh, denoted on Instagram, uh, I don't know if anyone saw it, but that in addition to sharing with you what does work, I'm going to share with you what I don't know has any effect. And so when it comes to words, some people will say, you know, have no words around you to avoid distractions or your mind wandering in different ways. I, I have tried that and I feel like it's very plain and very boring and it uh, actually decreased performance and energy levels. So when it comes to words, it's the values, quotes with the intent to stimulate a specific thought or feeling. So whiteboards are great for this. I'm a huge fan of whiteboards. Just a really simple, big whiteboard allows you to uh, modify that from time to time, obviously, without having some something that's printed on the wall. And that's great for themes for, for a week, for a season, um, to put reminders up there for certain people that might be seeing it. Um, but that is a, a very fluid way, I think, to go about doing that. Pictures. So. Also, the same idea here is um, I've tried having no pictures anywhere to have as simple and minimal of a, of a setup as possible. And I, I honestly don't think that it had much effect, if anything, um, if it might have been negative. Uh, but again, the idea here is minimal uh, with the intent to stimulate specific thoughts and feelings. I think sometimes we find ourselves putting you know, mega graphics on the wall and pictures everywhere. And, um, you know, you might have a family picture here, which is great. You might have friends over here. You might have a vision board, which is awesome. Um, but there needs to be intent behind it and a reason for it. Otherwise, uh, it can be confusing. This is one that I have in my office here. That is one of the most memorable 24 hours of my life when Brian and I had the opportunity to go to Omaha, Nebraska. So there's a reason for that to be in my office because it stimulates a specific thought and feeling of uh, lifestyle, freedom, enjoyment, baseball, and there's a reason for it. It's not just mindlessly put there. Um, similar idea here is visual reminders. I have one specifically that if you can see in my shot is something that's a focus for me right now, playing the orchestra. I need to do a better job of delegating, of identifying talent, of empowering others to do what they do best. And if you're familiar with the quote in the movie, they asked Steve Jobs, uh, what he does at Apple because no one could seemingly figure it out. And his reply was, I play the orchestra. I put the right people in the right places at the right times to be successful. Something I need help with, I need to work on. So that's a visual reminder that has a purpose and why it is in my office. Stuff. We all have stuff, right? There's going to be stuff. I'm not trying to, to tell people to be minimalists necessarily, um, but I think easy access is the key. If you have stacks of things that you can't find, not necessarily efficient, it's going to take time. Um, if we make what we need more readily available, we're going to um, be able to move quicker. Furniture. So I'm currently at this ergo-friendly standing desk, which I highly recommend. And I also um, use these portable foldable desks, which are like 24 bucks at Walmart. They're amazing. So this is, uh, again, just an example of a corner desk that allows me to stand for a majority of the day. I don't stand 24-7, but alternating um, is supposedly great ergonomically, but it also helps with energy. This is the portable foldable desks. If you have 24 bucks and Walmart near you has them in stock, they're great. They adjust the height, they fold, they, um, you can put them at an angle. They pretty much fit into any chair that you're using and um, can allow you to, again, manipulate or create the environment that you want. And um, you could have multiple of them in your office. Uh, and the last thing here is, or second to last thing here is people. So we often see a lot of people, whether we're in our office, whether we're at a co-working space, whether you're at Starbucks, if you're in a school, there's certainly a lot of people around. And this can, um, again, be great for camaraderie, for culture, for team building. Uh, and I don't, I'm not necessarily saying you should be open or closed, but maybe uh, using your door and or your headphones for signaling is, is a good way for people to understand, hey, are they open uh, for conversation? Can I walk in on them? And uh, I use this picture here because if you go into Starbucks and you see this guy, you're much less likely to try to start up a conversation with this guy than you are if he's sitting there looking out the window, right? So even if he's listening to music or he's not listening to anything, it can be a good signal both for yourself and for others 
in any setting um, if you're willing, if you're wanting people to engage. And lastly is beauty. I'm a huge fan of this and being out in nature. Um, so I make the outdoors my office uh, multiple days per week for multiple hours at a time um, because I think it, it stimulates a different part of the brain and it allows for a level of creativity that you might not find when you're in your standard office space. So these are just, again, some things to think about when it comes to what we see. Next is um, what we hear. So these are three very basic, again, recommendations. Uh, but one is instrumental music without words. So science has proven that these instrumental music or music with words can create confusion. And this is one of my favorites here in terms of uh, YouTube playlists. It's, it's Hypermind Music Limitless Productivity Playlist. Um, you can go check it out. If you go check that out and you don't like it, there's going to be 100 related videos there that you might find one that you do. Then ambiance is another one that has, um, you know, a ton of different variations of it. I love this morning ambiance one, especially in the morning uh, when I'm in my home office. And third is nature. So uh, open the windows or go outside and you can hear nature, right? This is making sense, right? Two in the chat. So I can, I can know that I'm, I'm putting, I'm giving you something that's valuable. That's what we can see. And that's what we can hear. And we're talking about physical environment here. Next is smell. Again, this is very simple and um, it's really two sections. One is essential oils and two, but related is candles or fragrance. So essential oils, there's a number of different essential oils. I love them just because again, you can manipulate your environment. This is my favorite stress away, both for aroma, just putting into a diffuser. Um, and then the candles and the fragrance is uh, just like a wall plug that you can put in there. There's this Hawaii scented oil air freshener. But again, when I have this in my home office, I connect that to being in my office. When I'm not in my office, it's a completely different environment. So the separation, the segmentation, if you are working at home, which may be less of you now, is critical. Feel, so temperature is uh, 71 is what they say for optimal performance in an office, 69, I think, to sleep, but 71 for when you're working. So we have Nest thermostats in our house. That's an easy one, it's set to 71. Um, second and third here is chair, couch, clarity, energy. So what you sit in or where you sit matters. Um, it should be something that you're mindful of. It shouldn't just be a, an extra chair from an office next door. And um, if that's a couch, it's a couch. But posture and what you're feeling, again, is important to be mindful of. And then clarity and energy. All of these things that we're talking about here should produce a level of clarity and energy that optimizes and increases your performance. Lastly is fuel. Uh, primarily water is probably what we're looking for here. But when needed, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with a little C4 extreme watermelon for your taste buds. And, and if Brian's got a little bang energy drink next door, maybe, maybe he can uh, show that one up there. But again, mostly what we're trying to get at here is being aware of the senses in the environment that we're putting ourselves into. Now, digital environment. This is one that, uh, that I've invested a lot of time and energy into finding ways to simplify, to organize, to be able to do a lot of different things um, at a high level simultaneously without um, getting bogged down with, with all of the things that are out there. So first is screen size and keyboard. This is obviously very basic common sense, but understanding, okay, uh, what devices do I use? Phone, tablet, laptop, how can they most efficiently be used? Meaning, is there a keyboard? Do I need a keyboard for these certain tasks or can I be on the go? For example, uh, processing your email is often done much more efficiently from a laptop. Therefore, maybe it doesn't make sense to even have that on your phone. Files in the clouds to access anywhere. I have zero files on any uh, device that I own. I have a computer, a tablet, uh, an iPhone, and there's no file that is actually saved on the device. Every single one of them are in the clouds. That allows me to anytime, anywhere, wherever I'm at, um, be able to access those files, but more than that, easily share them with the people that I'm working with to be able to provide a link and particularly a huge fan of Google Docs, Google Sheets that are inside of Google Drive because they can update simultaneously. Uh, we could go on for hours about this particular topic itself, but I do think the concept of, uh, and, and there's just a, there's a, a lightweight feel, versatility to this too that allows you to perform at levels that you otherwise may not be able to perform at and be able to confidently move forward and know where things are at when, they're, when, when you need them. Next is neutral. So notifications um, being neutralized or inbox zero is kind of the same concept here. Um, and the key to this concept in particular, in my opinion, is consistency. 
So some people will say, you know, you need to inbox zero once a day or twice a day, or, um, you know, you should have notifications or you shouldn't have notifications. One of the things that, um, that I do personally is inbox zero twice per day and I neutralize all notifications. I really don't even have any notifications that are on my phone other than if my phone call, if my phone rings or I get a text from a specific group of people, which I love the new iOS updates because they've made that a lot easier. Um, but being able to uh, be intentional about when you are using your apps should allow you and empower you to turn the notifications off. Uh, for instance, you do not need to get notified every time a specific person tweets about a specific topic, but rather be intentional about, I'm going to check social media at this time or at nighttime for 15, 30 minutes at a time type of thing. Um, therefore, if you have that intent, you can you should be able to turn off most of those notifications. And then Inbox Zero is another topic we could talk about for a whole 30 minutes, but I just wanted to um, really paint the picture of neutralizing those notifications and your inbox is key to having a uh, you know, optimized or hyper-optimized digital environment. Similar to having very few notifications or emails that are left over is um, being intentional about the apps on your phone or the tabs that you have open in your browser so that uh, we're minimizing those distractions. The only apps that I use on uh, really overall on my phone are, are the text app, the phone call, and Voxer, which I will talk about a little bit more later on. Um, and then ClickUp is a project management software. I don't know if any of you guys use tools like Trello, Asana. ClickUp is kind of the new combination of all of those, and it's pretty awesome. So if you're using a project management software, um, I'd recommend checking it out. But those are the only apps, and I can, I can rely on those because I know that everything runs through there. Um, so Voxer, real quick on this, kind of a tangent, is uh, uh, something I'm passionate about because it's allowed me to do um, some pretty cool things and communicate with a lot of people at a high level on a very consistent basis, ultimately, you know, making me feel connected to the people that I'm working with and that are working with me. Uh, it's essentially a very simple walkie-talkie app, push to talk. Uh, there's a lot of reasons I love it, but primarily you can um, listen on, on demand. You can uh, listen back to recorded messages. You can fast forward, slow down, um, that type of thing. And so in my particular space, which is very creative, I do a lot of consulting. It's, uh, you know, one of those where if there's a good idea that comes up or a question or, you know, quick feedback that doesn't need, doesn't require a phone call or a meeting, I can simply send a walkie-talkie message through Voxer. And I know that they're going to listen to that message on their schedule when it's convenient for them. And, and I just feel like it is a very efficient and respectable use of everyone's time who's involved. There's a little bit of a learning curve for the people who are not familiar with it, but 99% of people who have adapted it per my recommendation, love it, rave about it, tell everyone they know about it. And so I figured it was worth sharing here because we've got such elite high performers in the room. Black and white screens is um, again, another one that I, I'm, I'm super fired up about because I think it makes a big difference. So on my phone, you will see that there is, it's totally black and white all the time. I've even done this on my computer um, at times. There's times I have to switch back and forth. The nice thing about it is that uh, you're three clicks away, like the side button on an iPhone. Uh, I don't know about Android, but the um, idea here is to reduce the emotion of the information that's being consumed through the device and to minimize the addictive properties. So all the apps, all the social media platforms are designed to get you to spend as much time inside of their app as possible. To do so, they leverage all sorts of addictive properties that are to get you into there. Now, uh, there are certainly addictive properties that are not related to the color, but you would be shocked how much, how much of this is uh, the, cover, the color of the apps and the way that the apps interact. And part of this also is the badges that go onto the notifications, like I mentioned earlier, is there's a reason for how each of these developers are designing these apps. And so Apple has a feature now um, that I'll walk you through here in a second inside of your accessibility settings, color filters to grayscale. And you can set that to be the shortcut on your phone so that with three clicks of the side button, it goes back to color because I'm not necessarily wanting to look at pictures of my one-year-old son in black and white. And I don't necessarily want to FaceTime with my family in black and white, but it's easy enough with three clicks to be able to go back and forth. And you will be shocked if you do that. If, if that's the one thing that you choose from today, um, I would love to hear your feedback as in three, four days from now, how uh, you know less frequently you feel drawn towards your device, your phone, your tablet. And if you do it on your computer, I think you would find it interesting too, because there are times that the colors matter, but at least in my space, there's a lot of times that the colors are not. 
important and they're really just there for um, those developers to try to get you to spend more time in the app. And then a bonus idea here, again, this may not be applicable to everyone here, but it has been super helpful for me. So I wanted to share it. It's called the daily briefing. And this is a very simple um, one page Google Doc that is um, something you could prepare yourself or if you have an assistant or someone who could do that for you, I think it would be hugely beneficial. And here's the idea. All of the things that you feel like you need to check when you when you get into the office or when you start or end your day um, are prepared for you in one place with that information there. So whether it's uh, what's on your schedule for the day, what's on the schedule for tomorrow, any important emails that you need to follow up with, uh, certain performance, any stats, any scores. Uh, I've, I've gone back and forth with a lot of different entrepreneurs on these different ideas that they use for this and tried to kind of mold that into how that would be most effective for me. So my specific daily briefing would not look anything like yours. And that's not really um, the point of it. The point of it is that you have one central document that everything that you feel when you get up, I got to check this, I got to check this, I got to go there, I got to see the stock market, I got to see social media, I got to do this. Any, any of those things, make a list of them, compile it into one document. And then either when you're going through there, updating that yourself or having your assistant do it, now you have one central place to reference back to. So I call it the daily briefing. It's very simple. It's very customizable. And it should be something that uh, you, know, you can feel confident in being prepared for you. This is the quick screenshot from the iPhone of the settings to go black and white. So there are um, under accessibilities, there's a thing called color filters, and then there's a grayscale option in there. And then you can set the shortcut with the three clicks to be whatever you choose. And so when you go to set the shortcut, you just choose the color filters option, allows you to get back and forth quickly. If you wanna check out Voxer, it's the app that looks like this little orange icon, it's free. You don't need the paid version. And um, if you communicate with a lot of people on a regular basis, uh, Maybe this is just with your coaching staff, the college coaches that I've worked with on this, um, use it with their coaching staffs now and love it. Hey, we're pulling the tarp. Uh, hey, schedule change. Hey, practice is here. Hey, um, you know, quick updates like that. You can still use email for core uh, written communications that are important, but uh, having a layer like this on top of it that is separate from text messages, uh, I think is a, is a certainly worthwhile thing to experiment with. Um, and it also the, the segmentation or the separation of it from those text messages uh, may be just valuable enough to try it out and have something that, you know, is only used for your coaches. Is this making sense? Give me a give me a three in the chat if it's making sense, if it's useful. If you've got something of value so far, I'd love to hear about that when we get to the Q&A part. I just wanted to tie it together with some overarching points. And uh, we're already at 33 minutes, but here we go. Um, so the environment you put yourself into matters. And I think everything I shared with you is not common sense, but raising the awareness of that, I think is important. And then taking action on some of those things um, and, and putting your own spin on it is critical, but don't neglect the environments, both physically and digitally that you're putting yourself into. If you really are in pursuit of optimizing and maximizing your performance in a sense, this is minimalism meets high performance. I've gotten some feedback like that, but I think it's more of eliminating everything that you possibly can, and that, but that does not mean you have to be a minimalist. There may be some things that you add as a result of this, um, but it is ultimately all designed to what's going to help you to perform your best as a human, as a coach, as a teacher, as an administrator. Neutralization, as I mentioned, consistency is key when it comes to neutralizing. Uh, I don't think there's any, uh, you know, new, New, uh, inbox zero at 6 a.m. every day and 6 p.m. every day. It's about what works for you and then being consistent with it. Um, there's many variables to this. So like I just said, do what works and then intentionally creating your environment. So you might be saying now, well, I've just kind of been showing up where I'm supposed to show up every day and not really doing much about it. And I would challenge you to be more proactive in, in creating that environment, manipulating that environment, getting it to be a place that you love and you can't wait to be in so that ultimately you can perform at the levels you want to perform at. Encouraging flow. So like the lighting, for example, is one that is, uh, you know, all of these things combined, we want to encourage the flow state, right? We want to be there as often as we can, but we also need to be able to manipulate it when needed. So if it's coming easier for you, maybe you stay in your routine and you go through it, but manipulating that environment when you're not, whether it's going from over-function back to optimal function, or it's coming from under-function up to optimal function, you need to know the tools and the strategies that are required to be able to make those minor shifts, because it could, a lot hinges on 
your performance on a daily basis. One thing that Brian shared in Mental Game VIP that he referenced that I, I've never forgotten and I, I replay in my head often is one of the questions was, what is one thing you know now that you wish you knew then? And he said, the power of a day. He, and he went into all of the things that you can accomplish in a day. And all of the things that I'm talking about here are to help you to accomplish as much as you want or as much as you need to accomplish in any particular day. And it's not going to necessarily mean it. it doesn't need to be seven days a week. Um, it doesn't need to be Monday through Friday. It needs to be when and where it's most effective for you. You need to be able to show up and accomplish and, and maximize everything that you can that is within the power of any single day. Um, and lastly is flexibility is the key, right? Like everything I've shared with you is kind of the, the you know, the, the, the pieces of the puzzle that have withstood the test of me trying to, to rule it out for seven years and say, here's, not, here's why I shouldn't do these things. Um, but it certainly changes from time to time. Um, there's different seasons of life. There's different seasons of, uh, if you're a teacher, obviously the summer is different than in the, in the school year. Uh, in business, there's certain you know, phases that a business goes through. And so I think it's critical to understand um, how you can manipulate, create, build both physical and digital environments that are, um, are also something that you can you know, veer left and right and then get back to the middle with and finding what's best for you. Um, if this is cool, if you want to ask me questions, I'm obviously um, here to answer any and every question that you guys might have. Um, feel free to follow me on Instagram. The whole hyper-optimized brand is something that's building. It's mostly been to date focused on specific things for online businesses, but this is one that is becoming obviously more uh, prevalent for high-performing entrepreneurs, things that they want to know, things they want to talk about. Um, so this component is the first time I've shared this publicly, um, but it is something that will be coming more and more to the hyper-optimized social media channel. So if you guys want um, to follow along. I'd love to have you. And uh, if you have any questions directly for me afterwards, these are the best two places to send those messages to. What do you think, Brian? Matt, fantastic, man. I appreciate you coming in. And I know we've had a lot of questions. So I know I can see people kind of scrambling to write some things down as you're talking. So if anybody has questions, please go ahead and post those inside of our chat. I know some of them have come through. Um, I know one of the questions that came through, Matt, was could you go back and, and walk people through again how to do that black and white piece on their phone? Uh, if everyone grabs your phone, let's have Matt walk us through that. So the first thing you would do is obviously go to your settings tab. Is that right? That's correct. And then from there, you're going to accessibility. You are going to, this might change based on your um, iOS, but yeah, go to accessibility. <clears throat> and then down to accessibility shortcut. That's where you can choose the, the color filters as the shortcut for the three clicks on the side button there. Got it. So accessibility shortcut. And then from there, you would go to color filters. And that's it. You just choose that as the, as the accessibility shortcut. Yes. And then what you need to do is under, um, I keep moving it around. Accessibility uh, display. So, so you got to do the shortcut like I just mentioned, and then under accessibility display and text size. Yep. And then scroll down to color filters. Yep. And then it should give you an option. Like there's a bunch of different ones in there. Um, yep. Ah, shoot. Grayscale is the one you're talking about. Yep. Grayscale. Got it. got it. So then you should be able to choose that back out of it. And then three taps of the sidebar should go back and forth from color to black and white. Three taps of the power button. Uh, yes, on the right side. Oh, how about that, man? That's like Christmas. It just popped on. It's like turning the tree on. Yeah. Tree's off. Yeah, so if my wife sends me a message or my dad's FaceTiming me, I'm just going to I'm gonna answer it and go three clicks to, to color because hmm. uh, I'm still a human. This isn't yeah. about being a robot. But if I'm scrolling through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever, I don't need it to be in color. Yeah, that's good. Because I think anything, you know, anything that we can do to decrease those like you're saying decrease the addictive properties to give us the best chance for optimization is, is going to be a great strategy i mean and that's the cool thing right is that one one strategy one mindset one idea right can completely change everything and the, all the strategies that you shared with the hyper optimization from what from all the senses is there is there any one that you feel like 
would be a great place for somebody to get started? Like, what would you say would be the, the one that maybe would have the biggest impact if, if the coaches on the call could say, all right, Matt threw a ton at us. Where, where do I want to get started? What would you recommend? I mean, personally, I think the lighting has more impact than people think. Um, and having the, the hue type lighting, it doesn't have to be that brand, but having that hue type lighting is, uh, you know, great just for if it's at nighttime, being able to raise the energy. Um, if it's daytime, having an accent energy. If you're in the clubhouse, I think it'd be cool um, to, to have the ability to go to team colors, that type of stuff. Um, I would honestly just turn the question on, on which one do they think is probably going to have more impact if maybe they need to have uh, a limitless mindset playlist without, you know, instrumentals without words, instead of if they're listening to a lot of loud music with, you know, regular music, then maybe that's the shift. Um, but I would say between lighting and audio, you're going to see the biggest impact. Is there a, uh, is there a place that, that people can get to get, to get your slides was one of the questions oh, yes. that came through. Is there, is there a link? Maybe they can download a PDF. Yes, right here. Awesome. And while you're, while you're doing that, well, you're posting that. I'm going to take a minute just to, to thank everyone for showing up today on the Coaching Matters Group Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Fundraising University. And I'd like to say thank you to any current Fundraising University coaches or administrators joining us on the call today. Fundraising University is the top high school fundraising company in the United States, helping to raise over $150 million for programs since its inception in 2009. And also want to thank Fundraising University uh, owner Mike Bahoon as the official sponsor and let you guys know for joining us here inside of our Coaching Matters community that Fundraising University is looking to link up with members of our Coaching Matters community for three main roles, franchise owners, corporate reps, and ambassador coaches. And if you're interested in, in joining the team uh, and working in a, in a highly competitive, highly profitable sales environment, Go ahead and click on the link inside of our chat here and you can get more information uh, about Coaching Matters. And it's about helping coaches to get the money that they need so that they can provide the experience that they want with their athletes. And I think, Matt, you know, to, to kind of maybe take a, 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 a different path here, talk about the, the value of athletics for you in your life, man. I mean, in terms of like your relationship with your high school football coach, your relationship with Brian Shoup, your relationship with Ron Polk, like how have, how have coaches impacted your life as a dad, as a man, as a business owner? Ooh, that's a loaded question right there. Um, I mean, it's everything. I, I think it's, it's the, it's the mentorship from people who care, you know, like I, I, I was fortunate to have coaches who really cared about the people. And I, I obviously in high school was a little bit intentional about that, but I certainly chose my college um, based on that fact. Um, I've chosen the people that I get to work with today based on um, great people who care about what they do. I mean, on my board, it's work on projects that matter with people who care. Mm. And I feel like that's my mission because that's what coaches were doing with me is, is they weren't trying, they wanted to win football games. Sure. They wanted to win baseball games. Yeah. But um, it was much bigger than that. And so Man, I, I, coaching matters. Is, is that the uh, that's the answer? Is uh, coaching matters, and what you're doing as a coach is creating a framework, a structure, and an environment to allow people to to improve and to have a great experience. Um, and so, I think all of the things here. It's I just love what you're doing, first of all, and I, I love that you know we've had the opportunity for you to be a coach of mine because uh, as much as they cared about um, you know developing me as, a, as an athlete, you know, Brian, I, I think you're a lot of the things that, that are shared in the last 30 minutes certainly are inspired by, you know, our work together, things I've learned from you, things I've observed and maybe put my own spin on or try to continue to beat and try to test it and find different ways to make it better, which is, you know, why you and I do what we do. Um, but yeah, bottom line is coaching matters. It makes a huge impact. And uh, I don't know where I would be without, you know, those, those top five, six coaches uh, of which you're obviously one. You know, man, I, uh, one of the, um, one of the books that you recommended to me that um, I need to dig out and read again. Yeah, exactly. You know, awesome. Essentialism by Greg McGowan. Talk, talk about that book and the impact that that's had. Cause I know one of the questions we get a lot here on coaching matters or what are you reading? And I think as somebody who's on the forefront of, you know, not only being productive, but also finding, finding a way to be optimal. And I think, I think optimization is a better term than productive because so many times we think productive is how many hours I put in, 
Where yeah. optimal is, how what, am I getting done the things I need to get done, and are they the right things? And am I am I maximizing my life both <clears> energy <throat> with work and with my love and my family? And talk about the importance of that book that you have there. Yeah, there's a lot. If if, if anything that I shared, if this kind of stuff is interesting to you, you would love this book. It, it's basically about doing less better, um, and it, it's how it's impacted me specifically is from a business standpoint, it's, it's certainly something I need to continue to improve in, um, but identifying opportunities that are projects that matter with people who care. And if that's not the case, then being able to say no to that opportunity, or maybe there's another coaching opportunity that is, you know, seemingly more enticing to you. Um, but for whatever reason, it is not the right fit. Like it's, it's developing the ability to know what it is that you really want, saying no to everything else that might get in the way of that. And I think from a family standpoint, it's, you know, just understanding that a lot of things that um, you might have previously, I mean, I guess since I've had a, a child now who's 20 months old, over those 20 months, I've realized that a lot of the things I previously cared about don't matter. And that's a lot of what is inside of this book is like identifying uh, what are the few things? And there was a question in here that was on the same note. Um, presentation is black and white. Do you recommend this with presentation? So, so that is really because if it doesn't matter, uh, I'm not going to talk about it. If it doesn't matter to your business, we're not going to help you do it. And some people like that. Some people don't like that. But that's the reality of I just can't find myself to either do or to uh, employ someone to do for you things that are not really going to move the needle. And that stems from what's involved here. And um, I just feel like that gives us the, the, the most effective dose, the optimal function that we need, that we want, and that our family and our, our friends and the people around us that they deserve. They don't need us to go do things for the sake of doing things and being productive. Like you said, it's such a, it's such a hot term. I don't think I said it once because it's just, so, it's one of those things that it's defined by each. If, if you understand what productivity is to you, then that's great. For me, productivity is optimally functioning, healthy rhythms, being able to do things and, and perform at a level that is at, as close to my human potential as I possibly can. Mm. You know, one of the questions that came in here too, Matt, was um, questions about your daily routine, right? And is walk us through, what does a day in the life of Matt Morse look like? And the second question was, could you share that daily briefing, maybe an example of what it looks like? Yeah, so the, the daily routine is basically a uh, three segments, prepare, perform, recover. Again, I like to keep things simple. So I try to make it as simple as I possibly can. Uh, I prepare and then I perform and then I recover, setting myself up to prepare again the, the following day. Um, since I've had a child, uh, obviously those, re those routines have become much more important. Having that structure um, have become more important. And so it's uh, generally speaking, it's four to 8 a.m., is prepare. It's 8 to 9 a.m. I'm engaged as a dad from 9 to 4 p.m. I'm performing. I'm doing the top three to five things I've identified. From 4 to 8 p.m. I'm being a dad. From 8 to 9 p.m. neutralizing like we talked about, clearing out all notifications, clearing out all emails. And from 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. is recovery. And I feel like that's what works best for me. I do not suggest that really for anybody. Um, I would highly suggest that you, you experiment with that and find out what is going to help you to get to the lifestyle and, and the levels of performance that you desire. And I think that's one, another one that is great to have a framework. There's probably never been a day that it has followed that to the minute, like I just mentioned. It's flexibility, it's adaptability, it's coming in with a plan and, and being able to uh, understand what the goal is and then being okay with it, not following the, the framework to the minute. Is, so what I'm hearing you say is it's like, have a, have a plan for each day, but be able to compensate and adjust with that plan. Like you're not trying to exactly finish work at four o'clock or exactly be done preparing at 8 a.m. But in a ballpark, you're saying, I'm going to, I'm going to get up at 4 a.m. and I'm going to prepare until eight. And then I'm going to be a dad eight to nine. And then I'm going to work nine to four. And I'm going to dad four to eight. And then I'm going to clear to neutral and kind of do a, do a uh, recap of the day and see if there's anything that is urgent that needs to get done eight to nine. And then you're going to bed. And that's your framework. And is that seven days a week? Are you taking weekends off? Well, how's that work? No, I'm going to take weekends off. Yeah, well, no. No. On, on the weekends, the, uh, the nine to four, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. is, is TBD. It's be fluid, be a, be a husband, yeah. be a dad, be a, be a real human. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
yeah. The, uh, but there's certainly there's some work in there. The, basically, that's the, the difference is that the nap the nap time for for Johnny is uh, uh, like 12 to 3 p.m. So that would be if there's work to do on Saturday and Sunday. If I need to check in on things, it's typically happening in that window. Gotcha. And then the four to eight a.m. prepare. Like, what what does that preparation for your day look like? And does that include you know kind of the daily briefing? Yeah. So this is the. Uh, can you see that? Prepare. Yes. Okay, so the day gets written at the top. So the prepare block at the top there, I'll, I'll walk through it one at a time. There's basically a mind body section and can then you, it goes. Can you, uh, Matt, could you screenshot that with your phone and then text it to me and I'll drop it in here so we can look at it? Yeah, you want me to do it right now? Yeah, yeah, text it to me and I'll pull it up and you can walk us through it. Cause I think, I think this is really valuable, right? And you obviously created that book. Yeah, I, I created it from scratch. And, and yeah. it's, the, it's the eighth variation of it. I right. do 90 days at a time and I can show you the last, four years of them. Yeah, that's beautiful. I've saved. But I like that. That is like the fact that you're creating your own rhythm, man. Like you're, you know, there's there, and a lot of people sell books like that. And hopefully you'll sell that one. And maybe people here would be, would jump on that because you got to get started. It's a start that stops most people. And when you have a structure to your day, then you, like you said, and I want to get you to unpack this, you adapt and adjust it. It's the eighth variation. What are the things that have changed for you over the course of the time of you updating your days? Like have the blocks gotten bigger? I know you used to go 15 Great minutes question. a day. I know you used to go 15 minute day, daily blocks a la Kirk Cousins when you were at UAB and in college. Yeah, it, uh, it's pretty dialed in right now. I would say the biggest things, I just texted you a picture of it, by the way. I'm looking through the I last four years. The biggest things are, um, so I added this time tracking on the side. So let me back up. The, the prepare block at the top is basically mind body. And then there's four um, things that I neutralize. Yeah, there we go. And, and this is why you said maybe I should sell it and people would get it. I would want to sell them a template that yep. they could replace with what is most applicable to them. Love that. Um, but prepare. So mine, the mind section of that, the box doesn't get checked until those four things do. It's uh, reviewing the, the mission. It's going through my vision. It's a TEO, which is thankful, excited uh, obstacle. So reviewing uh, what's one thing I'm thankful for, what's one thing I'm excited about, and what is an obstacle that could get in the way of the thing I'm excited about. And what, I just what? write that down. So I'm sorry, go, uh, uh, go back for a second. The 100 mm, what's that again? It's just a, a mission, like a, a mission statement that I reviewed. Got it. Perfect. And then the vision is the goal for the day. No vision board, like a vision board, like Got you it. typically see. Got it. Perfect. <clears throat> and that is, um, just reviewing. I mean, it takes 10 seconds, 30 yep. seconds. If I want to think about it and whatever, that's the time that I'll spend time thinking about it. TEO is thankful, excited, obstacle. So I'm just literally pen on paper, writing down one thing I'm thankful for, one thing I'm excited about, and an obstacle that could get in the way of the thing that I'm excited about. And um, it, it's, it's, it's very simplistic, but it brings together some things that some thoughts come to mind in that frame right there that I would not necessarily otherwise think about just by reminding myself to think through TEO. Uh, and MDR is Maxwell Daily Reader. So reading the, the page from the Maxwell Daily Reader. I love it. I've read it probably four times now, I guess, since I've been doing it for four years. Um, and then body is joint muscle move. So this is a, a minimum. Sometimes this, this would include like working out at, you know, Lifetime Fitness or something like that. But at a minimum, if I'm not going to, to Lifetime, it is an activation of the joints, muscles, and some type of movement, which would be sweating, uh, ideally. So that is a whole another thing we could get into, but I essentially want to activate every joint and every muscle before every day as part of the preparation. And then brief Vox box and click up is kind of like I just alluded to. I'm checking the box for reviewing the daily briefing. I'm emptying Voxer, uh, emptying inbox and emptying or uh, reviewing everything that's in ClickUp, which is the project management software that we use. You probably have some type of that you could relate. Um, that's prepare. And then, and then defining the intention for the day, one word intention for the day. And does that, does that word change or is it, do you kind of find that to be consistent? Uh, sometimes it stays the same for the week, but it could change from day to day just based on what's on the schedule or what's on my mind. Love that. And then, then take us through the perform box. This is so good. So perform is that nine to four that we talked about. Um, 
championships is most important task, right? I just mm-hmm. like to use sports analogies. What's my championship for the day? And at the end, end of the day, did I win or lose? And sometimes I lose, but I at least identify at the beginning of the day, what is the, the one thing that I need to attack today? Competitions are all of the other, you know, three, five, seven other things that are going, that are going to get done that day. And um, I cross, I, I write them out in the, in the, in the morning and then I'll cross them off as they're completed. Events is anything that's actually on the schedule. So today was, you know, 6P uh, coaching matters with Brian, 8P. I have another event. Top priorities are, this is just a reminder for me, um, for myself and my business, who the top, you know, three to five priorities are. Um, But that's because I'm in the agency model may not be applicable uh, for all. Time tracking is uh, writing out exactly what I just told you every single day. Uh, for the sake of writing it out, pen on paper, it would be easier to to print that in there if I were going to use the same exact routine for 90 days. Uh, but every night I fill out this for the following day. So I'm writing, uh, you know, prep. Um, I'm writing out mica. I'm writing out attack. I'm writing out fuel, recover, et cetera, the night before. So that that's the last thing I see before I shut it down and hit the sack. Beautiful. And then what's your recovery look like at night? Like you obviously keep a torrid pace and you get a lot done. You know, what, what are you doing to recover? Is, it, is that just going to sleep or are you doing any type of meditation? Are you taking any supplementation? Like what, what's that recovery process look like for you? So this is a blank box because that is one that is fluid, you know, from day to day. But what's what's um, consistent there is it always includes, you know, Micah and Rachel, because that is um, something that I need to make sure is a priority in that recovery window. And so that is one, those are two things that never change from there to make sure that there's intent, that I'm present, that I'm engaged with them. And then um, the other pieces of recovery vary based on the day and what I'm doing. So it might be a hot, cold tub. It might be a sauna steam room at lifetime, uh, but it's some type of active recovery in addition to the people that I need to be intentional about. Or like, for instance, my uh, my uncle was in town last week and I made a note in recovery. Hey, make sure to engage. And again, it's some of those things that are common sense. Yeah. My uncle's staying at our house. I'm going to see him. I'm going to spend time with him, but it's almost visualization of the following day, doing that the night before more than, you know, checking a box kind of thing. Does that make sense? Total sense. And I think that idea for all of us on the call, you know, um, is I want to be respectful of y'all's time and Matt's time as we bring this to a close is that concept of the visualization for tomorrow. Like the one thing that is, that is hopefully coming across loud and clear is intention. The intention that you bring to the way you set up your environment, because we're a large part, we're all products of our environments. Let's be intentional about those. And the intention that Matt brings to the, the planning of his daily schedule and his time blocks, the intention that he brings to that daily journal that he's been updating now for eight years, and the intention that he brings with his mission. What was what was that again? Do meaningful projects with people who care? Yeah, work on projects that matter with people who care. You know, and have, having that where you see that every day, because we live in a world of distraction. So by putting your phone on black and white, by having that in front of you, by creating that environment, you're just setting yourself up for success. So Matt, your presentation on hyper optimization, if you would please, man, drop inside of the chat here just one more time where the best place is for people to be able to follow up with you. Because I know uh, I'm getting a lot of direct messages here in chat and people are going to want to engage in hyper optimization. And it, it looks like there might be a training program coming out. Is that is that a, a, an accurate guess that you have a hyper optimization training program coming out that people here who are entrepreneurs might be able to get into to get more? We have... Um... For business stuff, for online business stuff, we've created uh, how to hyper-optimize your online business, essentially, and that is ready, and it's free. If you have an online business, go get it. Hyperoptimize.online is the website. Um, but uh, this this kind of stuff, and this is why I love your feedback, everybody who's who's listening to this, is I want to make sure it's, it's hyper-optimized in the sense of providing value and investing your heartbeats wisely. And, and that you got value from this. I don't, I don't want to, uh, you know, just make everyone think a certain way as much as I just want to make sure they're cognizant and aware of it and therefore discover mm-hmm. the right thing. So it's a fine line between, you know, creating a course saying do this, do that. Uh, but any feedback that you guys have would be awesome because it is 
becoming, it's something people, more and more people are asking me about. And I'm like, Hey, we're here to build your online business. And they're like, well, to do that, yeah, yeah. You know, Hey, I, I want to win more games. Well, to do that, yeah. you know, you, you've got to not just be in control of yourself. Obviously that's critical, but be aware of and intentional with the environments that you're putting yourself into to give yourself the best chance. Love that. If we could here, let's, let's all, um, you know, we could give Matt a round of applause. More importantly, let's give him feedback. So inside, inside of the Zoom chat, if you would, everyone post what I call your tilt, T-I-L-T. I picked this up from my, one of my college baseball coaches, Jim Carter. Today, I learned that. So what is it that you learned today that you're taking away from Matt Morris, right? We all invested an hour of our life here. And Matt, can't thank you enough, man. I know um, how valuable your time is. And I know how much you love to serve. And I'm super excited to have you be a part of the Coaching Matters community. And so thank you for being here. But if everyone would post inside of the chat, what's your tilt today? What'd you take away? And I know for me personally, the black and white on my phone, anything, anything that I can do to minimize how much I'm on the phone, I'm going to do. Second thing I took away was when you said, hyper-optimize before you multiply. Dude, where was that 25 years ago when I was getting started with this, right? Because it's like, you excuse my language, you, you throw crap against the wall to see what sticks. Well, you know, there's a balance, right? Between ready, fire, 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 aim, and ready, aim, fire. And what you're saying is, you just want, you, you got to do both, right? It's not ready, aim, fire, ready, fire, aim. It's both. As you, as you want to grow what you're doing and you multiply, like if you're multiplying a broken process, you're just going to get more broken process. If you multiply an optimized process, you're going to get more optimization as you go. And Matt, I think that's the, one of the, la the, the things that stuck out to me the most was, was man, optimize before you multiply. Where'd you come up with that? That's such a great idea. Smart guy. I've seen a lot of, I've seen too many people, too many people struggle from trying to multiply inefficiencies. And then, I mean, I'll, to answer your question though, more specifically is the feedback that I just do in my thing and whatever is the feedback is like, Oh, sequence. And I'm like, I thought that was common sense. Um, and, and in my world, it's kind of like, you know, the offers that you make, the products that you're selling. Uh, sometimes you try to sell a thousand of them before you know that you can sell one and rather than take a shot at trying to sell a thousand and then selling zero, let's see how we can sell one most efficiently 10 times. And then let's try to sell that, you know, it's just little things like that. And I realized that it applied in every, every area of life. And also just like kind of, uh, you know, what, what's unique, what are my unique abilities? What are my the strengths and how can I best serve when you have these people, you know, this, this wonderful group of people that show up, how can I best serve them? And it's like, yeah, we can talk about a lot of online marketing stuff, but, is the online marketing stuff going to matter if we're being, if we're inefficient and unorganized. And um, so I've just seen a lot of conversations take a turn in that direction. I don't know if it's the timing of uh, coming out of the pandemic and people working from home and, and that type of thing, but um, I'm passionate about it because I've just experienced it, you know, firsthand myself. And then when I share, it seems like it has significant impact to the point where weeks, months later, people are still coming back saying, man, that was so great to, to the point where it, it made me have kind of an aha moment of, I need to stop thinking everything that I know or do is common sense to everyone around me and rather document and share and get feedback and, and see what happens. So that's kind of the process with this is, um, you know, the, the business side of it tactically is a little bit more dialed in. And from an environmental standpoint, I think it's something that needs to be shared, talked about, organized um, and presented to people in a way that makes sense. And um, so that's what I'm after. And that's why uh, when you asked me, uh, there's a number of directions that I could go in terms of what to talk about with this group. Uh, but I thought given the timing and the feedback, it is, uh, this was the direction to go in. So yeah. hopefully y'all agree with that. Yeah, it was a great direction, man. I appreciate you making time and uh, appreciate you being a part of the Coaching Matters community. I'm sure you'll get a lot of questions and a lot of people that will engage with you, uh, both at your Matt Morris Instagram as well as uh, the Hyper Optimize. So, man, well done. Bravo. Thank you for being here. Take it. One more thing real quick, just to clarify, because um, you asked about the daily briefing. So this is not technically the daily briefing. This is the, the briefing is on here as one of the things that I would review. Mm on a daily basis, but this is more like a planner. The briefing is like literally can be scanned in 30 to 60 seconds. And it's got all of the numbers or information that you might need or want to see. You asked about an example of that. I don't have, I can't share mine, unfortunately, just because of confidential information or whatever, but um, it is, it literally start with a blank Google document and you can write out any of the things that you 
you know, find yourself checking on a regular basis and think, how can I streamline this so mm-hmm. that the things that I'm checking are, are right there, whether you're doing it or you have someone who can prep it for you. Uh, but again, this is like something I'm referencing all throughout the day in terms of a planner. The daily briefing is something I'm referencing at the beginning of each day as part of that preparation and activation period. So I just wanted to, I saw some comments about it. I just wanted to make sure those are two different things. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, looks like we may have to have you back to go over the daily planner, you know, to make sure. (laughs) I can spend an hour on just that. Don't worry. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you could. Awesome. Well, Matt, thanks again for being with us. Appreciate everybody showing up today. And remember, man, it's a great day to be a part of the Coaching Matters community. Let's dream big. Let's raise more. And let's remember that coaching matters. Let's go out and serve and let's make an impact today in your communities. Thanks for being here, everybody. Dominate the day. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for checking out this week's Coaching Matters podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a subscribe and a review. Also, be sure to engage with us on social media here in the notes for the show. And remember, dream big, raise more, and coaching matters.